your ability not to understand time and season puts you on an unnecessary haste and make you feel that God has forsaken you. God gives us patience and endurance for us to be able to walk with God till we reach our season. It is always very necessary for people to learn how to wait upon God. Now, there's a difference between waiting for God and waiting on God. Waiting on God is that God is doing a work in me. It has not yet manifested. Rituals is now done by young people. So what's the reason? The reason is that the devil has been able to breathe an unnecessary competition haste in their spirits. So since the devil has breathed haste in their spirit, they start competing with themselves. And excessive thinking and desire for wealth, desire for money, desire to be like other people, desire to wait and have a child the same way other people are having. And when those things are not in place, you feel that people are oppressing you is what makes people to get into evil doings. So there are very many people today who have soiled their hands with human blood because they have been hasty. Psalms 37 verse 9 For evil doers shall be cut off by those that wait upon the Lord they shall inherit earth for evil doers shall be cut off by those that wait upon the Lord they shall inherit the earth we're talking briefly on what I call Let's not be in a haste. Tell your neighbor, let's not be in a haste. Tell your neighbor, don't be hasty. Calm down. Tell your neighbor, calm down. Don't be in a haste. Okay, so there is an unnecessary competition that goes on in life that the devil wants to put you into. An unnecessary competition that is going forth. Why I said the competition is an unnecessary competition is because every competition comes with either a gold, a silver, or bronze. But the devil has instituted some unnecessary competitions. And how it is unnecessary competition is that these competitions does not bring you any gold, any silver, any bronze, even plastic plates. The devil push people into unnecessary competition hests. It makes you think that this world is competitional. That this life is competitional. You can't make it if I don't make money. Now who? Now waiting again, you are on unnecessary pressure. 
you are on a self-made pressure. The pressure that you are in, you created it for yourself. The devil created it for you and you're into it and it is unnecessary. If a pressure doesn't make you work hard, but makes you desperate, then it's not healthy. Any pressure that makes you desperate instead of working hard. You get what I'm saying? It makes you desperate. It makes you envious of people that are making it. It makes you desperate to make it quite alia or whatever. You see, when those pressure comes to you like that, it is not from the Lord. And it is through this unnecessary pressure that people get into hests. Do you know what it's called, hests? A goat and a dog. Which one runs faster? Don't disgrace yourself. Breathe in. Breathe out. Because you are now representing your family. <laughs> if you fail now, your entire family has failed though. So you are going to answer this question correctly. Don't mess up that family. Think well now. A goat and a dog. Which one runs faster? <laughs> I have an answer for you. But for some people that have disgraced their constituency, a goat runs faster than hen, <laughs> but not faster than dog. Okay, so now there's a limit to what a goat can run. Do you understand? There's a limit to which a goat can run. I had a friend, he's late now, he had a dog. He picked his bike, drove his bike to Karabasi, and his dog followed him. That's how wonderful dogs could be. We went to Karabasi and picked a dog and came down to Akbaden some time ago. And later on, the owner called me and said, that dog that we gave to you, where is it? It's like he's around. It's like he went out and so on. He now said, the dog is here. He's back home. He's back home. No goats. How's our goats, Ibo goats? <laughs> if your goats can ever do that, okay? So now, in life, there is always a speed limit for people. Try as much as you can to meet up your own speed limits. Don't try to run in another person's speed limits. Do you get what I'm saying? So you don't get depressed. Nobody knows whether you're a goat. Goats is one of the last animal I would think anybody would liken himself to. So this one I've seen, see Ronaldo and Messi dragging who is the goats. It's, it off me. It's one of the things that someone shouldn't equate himself to. As if that was not enough. Some musicians in Nigeria start equating themselves into cats. Some of them say they are the old cats. Some say they are the new cats. All right, so what I mean is that haste being hasty in life now becomes people wanting to run like a dog when you are not a dog. Do you understand? You're now going to put yourself on an excessive pressure. Now, you'll be envious of the dogs who are running, and now you want to run like a dog, and you fail and become depressed. And because of that, in order to now run like a dog, which you cannot do, you will now want to start doing some evil. 
that will make you act like you have succeeded. Do you get what I'm saying? You now get into evil doings. Evil doings. Okay, let me give you an example. Because what I'm teaching is not to eliminate hard work. And it's not also to make people to reduce themselves to mediocrity. Do you understand what I mean? I'm not saying what I'm saying so that you do not stop striving and having ambition. To have ambition is very good. In fact, I'm not always comfortable with people that are not ambitious. My problem is to be over-ambitious. Over-ambitious is trying to achieve something that is not realistic. Do you understand? Not really being realistic based on the sight of God, but when you try to achieve something and we check, there is no God inside, and it is all about your ego, your pride, then God won't sponsor it. Am I talking to somebody? And it's not going to be sponsored by God. So it has to be realistic. It has to be something that God can give a help to. Do you understand? Tell somebody, sell something that God can patronize you. Tell somebody, sell something that God can patronize you. Uh-huh. So you see why God don't bless some businesses? The reason is that how do you want God to patronize your Igbo business? How? How? You are selling kulus. You want God to patronize how? You are doing hookup. Even if you are doing buy one, take ten free. How will God patronize you? All right, so I wanted to give you a powerful example that will make you understand what I'm saying. There are people that make it in life quite early. That is, at the early stage of their life, they make it. And they are settled by the early time of their life. There are people that make it at the middle of their life. They are people that make it at the going of their life. Do you get what I'm saying? They make it at their old age. I can give you those illustrations right away now. Now, imagine somebody like Barack Obama made it at the middle of his life. At 40-something to 50-something, he was a governor, and he went on retirement. And Donald Trump is 70-something, aspiring for a president again after he had been a president before, between 60-something to 70-something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh -huh. There are people, too, that makes it at the early part of their life, and it's very risky, too. That's why very many footballers die broke. They make it too early. Like, too early at 20-something years, you are making so much money. At 20-something years, you are making so much money, and you are retiring at 30 or 35. Or sometimes, clubs stop signing you. And before 40, you have finished every of your thing. When we now mention somebody like Okocha, and we say, ah, Okocha, Okocha used to play ball. In your mind, it will look like he's a very old person. It's just that that achievement was when he was very, very young, like from 17, 18, 19 to maybe 20-something. Do you understand? So he may be in his 50s now, and it looks like he's uh, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If he doesn't keep having endorsements and keeps being relevant, he can become very broke at the exit of his life. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. There are people that are blessed differently like that. There are some children who came singing, Destiny Kids. <laughs> At six, seven, eight to 12 years, they make it so much joy, joy, joy. In my heart is ringing. They made it so much there. The moment they become a little bit older, they tried singing a few songs. Nobody was interested in it. And now they may not even have friends on Facebook. You see? So, <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Now, haste. 
Hmm, I feel like preaching here. Haste will want you to be like somebody without considering God's timing for your life. You don't even understand God's timing for your life. And you have to trust God enough to be a good coach. That's a good coach is that God knows your brief. You see, there are people that you don't put them 90 minutes. They can't play 90 minutes. Do you understand what I'm saying? They can only play 30 minutes. So if you put them 90 minutes, you will frustrate them. Their exit is going to be miserable. You will make small children to dribble them and they fall. So they just keep them. So they'll be sitting at the bench. You understand? While God is waiting for their last 18 minutes to make them have exploits. And you are here comparing yourself with somebody. There are people that are good to start a match with. You just start a match with them. Later on, you remove them and put somebody who is important. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, brothers, as I'm talking, I hope you can place players. <laughs> so, being hasty in life is when Satan wants to make you to try to make it before it's time. You try to compete yourself with people. Let me give you some powerful illustrations. There are people that are also rich from when they were children and they are able to take up their riches till the end. It's very beautiful and wonderful. I can give you in all aspects of life. I can give you these examples in all aspects of life. Okay, since I'm a ministry person, let me also tell you in ministry. How old is Pastor Kumuyi? How old is Kumuyi? Then how old is Pastor Adeboye? Let's see right now. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Kumuyi is 82. Okay, how old is Pastor Adeboye? 81. Okay, let me tell you something. When did you start hearing Kumuyi? Kumuyi started raining since 1980-something. How long did you start hearing about Pastor Adeboye? Pastor Adeboye, when did you start hearing about him? As at about 70s, Kumuyi was raining 70s, 80s. Do you understand? Kumuyi was raining when Daoza was there. Was raining that time too much. Not like it was just upcoming. <laughs> Not 80s that people broke their TVs. Is it 80s or 70s? It was still raining like one of the most toppest preachers you can ever listen to. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. As at that time, you didn't even hear about Oyedepo. You didn't even hear about Pastor Adeboye. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, in the world famous people, Adeboye is a little bit rated higher than Kumuyi. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what do I mean? But they were of the same age. And let me also shock you. They were doing the same thing. It's not that he came from nowhere. Some people said that this guy just came from nowhere. He didn't come from nowhere. He was doing something. <laughs> I saw one skit somewhere. Somebody was using shovel and was checking the gutter. They said, ah, what are you doing in the gutter? He said he's looking for one upcoming artist in the gutter. They asked him, ah, upcoming artist in the gutter. He said, yes now. That when they interview any of these upcoming artists, they said they were in the gutter. They came from the gutter. They came from the gutters. So <laughs> So he's looking at God. I wonder if he will find one upcoming artist. <laughs> All right. So, you see, there is time, there is season for everyone that is under the sun. God has designed it to be so. There are times for people. There are seasons for people. And if you don't put yourself into God's hands and allow God to direct your time and season 
you will miss out of the promises of God and you will miss out of the blessings of God. You will start comparing yourselves with people that you are not supposed to. There are people that don't make it in their early life. It's like Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is old now. He should be about 70-something to 80. And he's very popular now. Steve Harvey was a comedian. I remember when they did Manpower. When CDJS did his Manpower, he acted as a comedian. Where he introduced Jesus. They called him out as a comedian and he was to introduce Jesus. He said if he was to introduce Jesus to come to the show, that is like somebody introducing somebody to take over. And he did an introduction of Jesus. It was so powerful and wonderful. That was when he was still a young man. And it looks like that was his speak and all of that. But I don't support everything he does. I'm just using his example just like I could use any other person's example. Now, he's very much famous now. Very, very extremely famous more than how he had ever been. So what am I saying? There are people that made it at the tail end of their life. There are people that made it at the early days of their life, very early, as it's like very, very early, like Emanuela, very early. <laughs> too early, like success, too, too early. How much is Emanuela's net worth now? When you're looking at her, you feel like God has forsaken you. <laughs> you're as old as the father or something. But that doesn't rate you off. That doesn't call you off. That doesn't mean that you are not achieving something. It doesn't mean that you are not in God's payroll. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It just means that in life there are time and there are seasons. How many of you noticed that mess and peace, they come almost the same time? They come at the same time. That's why they use mess to eat peace. Do you understand? They would have as well be using mango to eat corn, but mango doesn't come that time. I'm not saying you should go and try it. <laughs> so now, when there is peace, are you getting what I'm saying? Mango looks so dry. Nothing is on top of a mango tree. Nothing, nothing. It's just empty. It's just empty. And peers are just everywhere and all of that. The black ones, the white ones, all of that and so on. They are just everywhere. Now, when it is now the season of mango, peers are not there. So God is saying that there are seasons and there are times. When it is some other person's season, there is no point killing yourself, being over hasty, trying to be what you are not. I think last Sunday I shared with you a story of somebody who stayed back from school. SS1. He said he wants to go and make money. A boy in SS1, Martins is his name. <laughs> stayed back from school that he has discovered how to make money. I asked him how. This guy was telling me wisdom. So he wants to open a YouTube channel and be doing street comedy. He'll be walking around, make street comedy with people. Before all these road pranks happened, that guy told me this thing. He wants to be doing street comedy and so on. I said, if I just finish, at least it's a street, so that your English will be at least correct. I said, no, 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 that school is waste of time. That school is waste of time. He wants to be doing street comedy. He was not telling me if I know what will happen if he start having views. On YouTube. <laughs> There's a wisdom you have when you are small and it becomes a problem to you. Yeah. It becomes a very big problem. Imagine one of my friends knowing too early that 
terminal result doesn't count. If you know that in secondary school, it can ruin your life. That terminal examination is not important. So this guy told his brothers that he has discovered, he was in SS2, that he has discovered that terminal exams is nothing. So they should just go to school. When they want to pursue people for school fee, they should run. When they stop pursuing people from school fee, they go again and be learning. When they want to take exam, they should stay back. And when their friends are promoted to the next class, they should enter the next class. <laughs> that the only result that is important is the junior wayek, the senior wayek. So every other one is rubbish. Do you know that statement can be very destructive to a child? The reason is that the terminal examination is what makes us know whether we are even learning well. It's what shows us, are we doing well? Are we okay? Are we prepared? When there is exams coming up, you now have the pressure to read more. So somebody doesn't put himself under that pressure. And he waits to go and be taking wayek. Okay, now. <laughs> Just the play. All right, so it is haste in life. It is a pressure of life and people that do not understand time and seasons that now makes them to start getting into evil doings to be able to catch up with somebody's season. You now read on Facebook or saw on Facebook how Emanuela has built a house for the mother. And your mother now called you and asked you whether this is not somebody's child. <laughs> One of my daughters came back from going to visit the mother and was crying. I asked, what's the matter? When she went, the mother removed wrappers from the box and keep them. He said, I got this when the other person was getting married. This one, when the other one was getting married. When will I also give people your wrapper? So the lady came back depressed. So you see, your ability not to understand time and season puts you on an unnecessary haste and make you feel that God has forsaken you. And the moment you start thinking that God has forsaken you, you start trying to do some things to help God. You start telling God, God, you see, when I succeed in this thing that I'm doing, it is even you that people will celebrate. It is you that people will thank. So just make this ritual work. <laughs> God, if you know what is good, this ritual that I'm going to do, make it work. Because it is you that people will be thanking. So you allowed yourself to be put under pressure, under haste, you'll be under anxiety. See, by the time you do that, you now get yourself into evil doings. And the Bible says, for evildoers shall be cut off. Evildoers. So imagine somebody entering into something for him to be able to sell album. Ritualists used to be older people. You understand? Older people used to get into rituals. But now, people that are into rituals now are young, young people. Young people like 21, 20. Some 19-year-old boys were caught going for rituals. They want to use their mother and do HK. Rituals is now done by young people. So what's the reason? The reason is that the devil has been able to breathe an unnecessary competition haste in their spirits. So seeing the devil has breathed haste in their spirit, they start competing with themselves. 
The devil has totally eliminated patience from them, eliminated endurance. What is patience for? What is endurance for? God gives us patience and endurance for us to be able to walk with God till we reach our season. So the Bible says, For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord. It is always very necessary for people to learn how to wait upon God. Now, there's a difference between waiting for God and waiting on God. We are not waiting for God. We are waiting on God. Waiting for God means that God is coming from Port Accord. He has approached God and said, now, let's wait for him to come. No, 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 no. God is not coming from afar. Waiting on God is that God is doing a work in me. It has not yet manifested. Am I talking to somebody? So, how you can know that is just like putting something on fire. If I am asking Pastor Comforter, where is the melon soup? And she said, the melon soup is waiting on the fire. It means the melon soup is here. And the fire is here. But there are processes that the melon soup has to wait. You see, most times we have become like kukoyam that has not waited on the fire. If you are hasty in life and you remove kukoyam from fire because you are so hungry and want to eat it before time, you will have a scratch mouth, scratch buttocks. In fact, I'm not sure you will be comfortable. The reason is that you wanted to get your blessing so quickly. So it is important for us to understand that waiting for the Lord is what makes us inherit the earth. There are many blessings that God had kept for you if you can only wait upon the Lord. Because in God is everything. In God is the path to succeed. In God is the path to make it in life. In God is the path to make everything to be, everything that should happen to happen. It's like fire. Fire has the capacity to do that. And in God also, you can see people that have waited upon him and that they have gotten all that they have ever needed. Am I talking to somebody? Now, your ability to wait upon him is what gives you everything that you can be able to get. But when you do not wait upon the Lord, you see yourself indulging in some evil to get some things hastily. To get something hastily. I think I told you how somebody wrote a prayer point that he wants God to kill the wife of his sugar daddy so that his sugar daddy will marry her. Hest. Hest. That is why the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. So you find out that when the devil puts hest into your spirit, you start becoming excessively longing for money that you cannot reach. You become excessively desirous for money. When there is the love of money in your heart, there is no sin you cannot commit. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. See, when people want to accuse God, they misquote the scripture. The Bible did not say that money is the root of all evil. God forbid. He didn't say so. He says the love of it. The love of money. So money was something you should have, not something you should love. The moment you love money, he controls you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You were to control money. Money was not to control you. 
In fact, you should grow to a point in life that you should know this job pays better. But it doesn't give me more time. This one pays less, but gives me time. And you should be able to value them and just go for something that can give you time for yourselves. It shouldn't be something that money can control you. And excessive thinking and desire for wealth, desire for money, desire to be like other people, desire to wait and have a child the same way other people are having. And when those things are not in place, you feel that people are oppressing you is what makes people to get into evil doings. So there are very many people today who have soiled their hands with human blood because they have been hasty. The devil has made them to become hasty, thinking of how to make money so quickly. And finally, the devil has no money for anybody. He doesn't have any money for you. So if this person comes for money rituals, the devil will check his future, whether there's any money. <laughs> he will check his seasons ahead of him, whether there's any money. When there is money, the enemy will take part of that money, a very little part of that money, and give it to him very hastily and kill him. There's a man in Nigeria. I don't know where you're from. I'm from Nigeria. Where are you from? Nigeria. Who's your president? <laughs> I said my condolences. <laughs> Nigeria is somewhere in Africa, West Africa to be precise. There's a guy in my country, Nigeria. His name was Da. His surname was Green. <laughs> <laughs> The young man wanted to make it in music. Make it in music. He wanted to also make it in music. He wanted to achieve big. Somebody said achieve big. Achieve big. The guy wanted to make it, achieve big in music and so on. And he now met the devil. And tell the devil that he wants to make it. He wants to make it. He wants to blow. He wants to be known everywhere. And so on. So the devil gave him an opportunity to blow a little bit. And from that day, he was famous for eight years. Just eight years. And after eight years, his uh, wealth finished, and he was to die. The enemy gave him a little. This is what happens. When you are asking the devil to give you something, since he doesn't have any good, anything to give, the Bible says all good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. Seeing the devil doesn't have anything to give you, no good gifts to give you. What he will do is that he will bring some of your good things closer. Very little. And he will forfeit the other one. It's not everybody that goes to do rituals that have money. Yeah. They have not told you this. Some people go to do rituals and there is no money. They become mad. I saw a movie some time ago. Somebody wanted to do rituals and they told him you should go and buy corn and buy hen. And they did something and they says the number of corn that the hen will pick will symbolize the number of years you will live. Everybody should be excited because corn and hen, they are friendly. But unfortunately, that day, the hen woke up from the wrong side of the bed and did not feel like eating corn. So they just gave it. He picked the first one, picked the second one. They begged the hen a little bit. He picked the last one, did not want to eat again. <laughs> and the guy was broke for three years and later on died. So what am I saying? The devil deceives people, entices people, 
that's why the Bible talks about they that will be rich will be enticed. So the truth is that if at all there is something ahead of you, the devil will just bring some of it closer to you and will take your life. Do you understand? So that's why the Bible says that for evil doers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Now there is so much money in the business that the guy had died and left. He wasn't even famous. What kind of popularity is that? The enemy told him, I'll make you famous for 80 years. Famous for 80 years. How do you compare being famous for 80 years to eternity that God had promised you? Am I talking to somebody? So we have to understand the tricks of the devil as young people. One of the things that the enemy uses is the spirit of haste. Making you want to have your blessings quickly. You can even feel it in the tone of some people's prayer. They are praying like they are commanding God to do it right now. Who commands God in the Bible? Prayer has to do with the will of God. That is God. Does it cohere with your will? Does it enter with your will? James told us that if it is out of God's will, then we have asked amiss. That is, we have asked what we shouldn't ask. So God wanted us to always ask something that is in his will, his desire. God should not give something to you and he's not happy about the gift he has given to you. So he must always give to you and should be happy about giving to you. And God knows your management capacity. Your management capacity sometimes is why you have what you have and why you don't have what you don't have. The reason is that most times there are people here that if you have a certain money in your account, you run mad. And madness is of grades. <laughs> Somebody who started receiving two, two million naira as a salary. They called the people and said two million naira, that it is too much, that they should keep it and be giving him monthly. To 200,000. They said, no, that's your monthly salary. Because the young man thought it was a whole year. And the man entered into the market, bought socks, <laughs> color by color, and was wearing socks around. You know, when you are rich, you don't feel like bathing normal water. You feel like bathing ragolis water. <laughs> You'll be thinking that people like Tinubu, they bath ragolis water. You don't know they bath real water. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I was a little child, I told myself that when I become rich, I'll be using sprites to wash my hand. <laughs> I didn't know that water is still the best. I was thinking that water is for poor people. That it is poor people that would use water to wash their hand. So, God knows our management capacity. Madness is of great, like what I said. There are people that if they have so much money now, every weekend they travel, it's a level of madness too. They feel like coming from Uyo to school. It's a level of madness also. Do you get what I'm saying? It's also a level of madness. It's just 2,000 that they got, and they're behaving like that. Even another small money is added to them. Like a guy I saw, it was time for midway service, he was not there. By the time we wanted to return back home, I saw him with about five girls buying pork meat and so on. Most times, before God gives you money, he first checks your management capacity. He gives you a little 20000 and check how you are behaving. And said, no, no, no. Another 20000 I should not come to this guy again. Do you know the reason? 
The reason is because the gifts of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. God will not be excited to see his son that he gave money to packing something on the streets. His grace, his sufficiency unto your poverty. It's good you are poor and be alive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Most of you, if you just have excessive money right now, you will not even respect your parents again. So, since you don't have a good management capacity in your spirit, most of you, if you just have a little money now, you won't even go to church again. You won't even believe that there is God again. People around you will be worshipping you as king of kings. They will be saying, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my savior. So, <laughs> so because of that, it is in God's pleasure that you become poor until you learn Am I talking to somebody? And the Bible says, But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit. But evildoers, they shall be cut off. I have seen very many people who were in a haste to make money. Many people, including relations, who were in a haste to make money that today they are not alive. They actually had the money very early. And before you know it, they are dead. And this is always the problem they have. They feel the devil can give them money and it's not in control of their life. A girl in Calabar in 2000 or so met somebody on the road and the man told him, I want you to follow me to my hotel room. When he went to the hotel room, he said to the girl, I'm going to give you three million naira. See, let me tell you something. Your maturity is not being moved no matter how much money is mentioned. That's what shows you have grown. There are people that if they mention three million naira, any other thing they say, you are not hearing it again. It has locked your brain. From the time they mentioned three million naira, your brain has locked. He wants to have just one night stand with her and uh, three million naira. The lady's brain was off. Took her to the hotel, and when she reached the hotel, the man opened his briefcase and Python came out. The woman's brain came back a little bit. The man said, No, 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 I'm not going to be the one to sleep with you. It's my pet that wants to sleep with you. That's what makes the Python happy and so on. And that he doesn't bite. He says his pet now that he doesn't bite. The doctor treats the python every now and then as well. He doesn't. So the lady did not want to do it again. I said, okay, what if for seven million? And the lady said, seven million? <laughs> Let me count the zero. One, two, three, four, five, six. He said, that's seven million naira. Can we get to business? The lady lied down and spread her legs. And the snake entered into her body. She collapsed. After that, the next thing she remembered was that the man poured her water and she came back to life. She said, we are done. We are done. Wear your clothes. And she wore her clothes and all of that. I think the money was actually in a bag or something. I think it was in a bag. As she wanted to go with the thing, the man called and said, try and make sure you finish the money in seven days because after seven days, you are going to die. The lady was calling Prof, the one that dedicated my son, was calling Prof and was telling Prof the stories. In Cross River State Broadcasting Corporation, Prof does preaching for marriage, he does marriage counseling on radio consistently. So she called Prof and was talking to Prof, was confessing, and was calling every day and said, Sir, if after seven days I do not call you again, know that I'm dead. Was calling consistently. Seven million is a very big money. 
but it's a very small money compared to your soul, compared to your life by your heads. If they mention seven million, your ears start flying. Tell Jesus to kill Hest in your spirit. Hest. Tell God to deal with Hest. Hest in your spirit. That's your prayer point. Tell God, deal with Hest in my spirit. We are on calm down series. You're too busy. Most of you are saying, I can do anything. Can't do anything for money. I can't do anything. You need to calm down. Keep talking to God quickly, 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 as quick as you can. Tell Jesus to help you. Tell Jesus to kill Hest. Unnecessary competition. Wanting to be like others. Wanting to be like people. Tell Jesus to kill it. Being desperate, desirous. Desirous to follow people. Do evil. Most ladies are so hasty to get married that they don't even care whether it's God's will, whether their happiness is at stake. They don't even care about it. All they want to do is to wear white gown. They just want to wear white gown. Some just want to blow. They just want to blow. Some just want to drive a car. As if they don't know that very many people have died in their marriages. I've seen married people commit suicide. Tell Jesus to help your hests. To deliver you from hests. Hestiness. Desperation. Desperation for wealth. God has to deliver you from it. It's a demon. No? It's a demon that is feeding on you. Don't be in a hest. One of the biggest blessings we have received from the Holy Spirit is the spirit of self-control. Ability to put yourself on control. To put it on check. To tell yourself you don't need to be in a hest. You don't need to be eager. You don't need to run around. You don't need to be desperate. Ability to control yourself very very important I want to pray for you right now put your hands on your chest everybody Lord I bind the spirits of Hests the demon of Hests that is moving around in my generation that is moving around in our generation in our time I bind and I arrest that demon of Hests right now in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that the spirit of self-control shall be upon us i pray that self-control shall be our portion we shall desire for more of god than more of this world we shall desire for what god can give we shall desire for blessings from god and not the blessings of the devil in the name of jesus as you bow your heads together i want to pray for people who wants to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you're here, you want to give Jesus your entire life. You want him to rule over your life. You want him to control you. You don't want to be controlled by pressure, by what people are saying, but by Christ. I want your hand to be lifted up above your head, and I'm going to pray with you. If your hands are lifted up, you're saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. 
be my Lord and be my Savior. Jesus, deliver me from the hand of the devil. Wash me and make me clean. Make me your child.